This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm so excited again because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. I say that every episode because the ability to be able to live is a gift. The ability to have the cognitive function to be able to learn is a gift And the ability to grow is a gift. Getting old is inevitable. Growth is optional. So I'm excited about the ability to, one, take a breath. Let's just level set for a moment. Stop what you're doing wherever you are and take a breath. Inhale and exhale. Somebody didn't have the opportunity to do that today. So let's maximize this gift And let's get better today. How about it? So I've been doing some research about some things that are affecting the nation at large. And one of the topics that's been running through different mediums really gave me a shock to my childhood. Now, I don't know about you, how your childhood was, but me as a child, I had an incredible sweet tooth. I try to find ways to stash, to hoard, to get candy from anyone. I'm so glad that I grew up in a different time where there was a sense of community and you could trust people with your children because I was taking candy from anybody that was offering. Like I loved candy. I had a sweet tooth and I was so excited about having Candy, it's something about the sweetness and the sugar rush that you get that makes you feel almost superhero-esque. Once you get that sugar that hits your bloodstream, you feel like you can conquer anything. That's probably why I ended up jumping off the roof of a house at around five or six years old. It's just once that sugar kicks in, you just you you lose all sense of comprehension. And we find that out with our uh, six and a half year old. He always is intentional about putting that half on his age. Don't cheat him. He's not six. He's six and a half. But when he gets that sugar rush, oh, buddy, it's like ping pong and he's bouncing off the walls. And I remember so many times where I had certain candies that I loved. And one of those I used to get from my grandmother's, there's these watermelon candies and they were wrapped in these uh, red. The plastic was mainly red, but the top of it was green. And it was... Uh, If you have a grandmother and she used to give you these watermelon candies, I think I found out just recently that they were actually supposed to be strawberry. But nevertheless, they were watermelon to me. They're going to remain watermelon for the story. So I used to get these watermelon candies and they were so good. They had a hard exterior, but when you crunched into them, they had this sweetness. Uh, This was Gushers before Gushers. But anyway, I used to love candy. One of my favorite candies 
actually is now under fire. Skittles. Now, it's, I, I don't know about you, but Skittles was a staple in all candy selections. Skittle gave you the variety that you needed. You could have the original red bag, or you can get tropical with the blue bag. Or if you were feeling fancy, you can get the purple bag. And then all of a sudden, one day, they came out with a mixture of the purple and the blue bag. Oh, you couldn't tell me anything. I was constantly on my Skittles. They're one of the top snacks I would always get to travel with because they were good, packed with sugar, kept you awake, and they were just awesome. Like Skittles were awesome. But recently, my whole childhood has been shaken, if you will, because now Skittles is under fire, along with several other candies, and they're even being banned in certain parts of the nation and the world. You can't even get Skittles anymore what has childhood become you can't get skittles we are depriving our children no i'm just playing because it was absolutely too much sugar but however i started doing some research on this on why skittles were being banned and when you really look into it it's really rather alarming the amount of skittles that we have digested into our internal systems Skittles itself, the company is not being banned, but the state of California has banned candies and products that use certain chemicals, mainly including red dye number three. Why is this important? Because red dye number three has been linked to cancer. Let that sink in. The candies that we were eating are linked to cancer. Now, I can't go back and quantify how many Skittles I've eaten over my lifetime, but it was a lot. And now they are being banned and they're being brought under fire because these candies are using this chemical red dye number three that causes cancer. That is insane. What's even more insane is that when I was doing some research in 1990, let that sink in, 1990, red dye number three was banned from being used in cosmetics, in ointments, lotions, because it was causing cancer in rats. In 1990, in 1990, they said, you know what? This is too dangerous to put on your skin. We're going to ban you from being able to use this in makeup, in any cosmetics, in any ointments. They are going to ban this red dye number three from even being able to put on your skin. And somehow... We are still able to digest it 
internally. Isn't that insane when you think about how dangerous some of the things that we are putting into our bodies are? And we do it habitually. We do it without knowledge or awareness. And we reach this point now where we're like, okay, let's sound the alarm because now we have data. Now we're able to prove it. And now states are saying we are not going to allow this in our entire state. And I always pay attention when there are bans that are issued because I always think about someone must know something that I don't. You know, it's funny that certain apps, social media apps that are created in China and overseas, that they have a countrywide ban that their children can't use the app that they produce because they say they know that using these apps are going to cause them to be less productive less intelligent and more dependent on their devices. So always pay attention to bands. And it's crazy to think about the fact that Skittles, a staple in my childhood is now being linked to cancer and the products that's on the inside of it is doing irreparable damage to people's bodies. So after I got that data, I stopped for a second and I said, okay, if that is true, then why on earth is just California the only state that is willing to make a stance and say, we're banning this? Why is California the sole state to say, we are going to make sure that this chemical does no more damage to our citizens, to our residents, and our communities. And I stopped and I started thinking. We have data, we have facts, we have tests that have been run. You can trace certain aspects of cancer back to the things that we are eating and digesting. So why is this not a five alarm fire? And then I started thinking on a deeper level. It's really sad sometimes when we stop and think about how much data, how much truth, how many facts we can have. But oftentimes we stay in the same cyclical trauma despite the truth the facts, our awareness, we could have receipts, we could have video, but sometimes it's hard to break out of the things that we have been doing for so long. And there are a few reasons why. So we're going to discuss what I think the few reasons why there are a lot of them, but I'm going to give you a few of them as to why people get stuck in these places 
that I call cyclical trauma, where you can have all the truth in the world. You can have all the data, but it's hard to break free from certain thought processes, from certain emotional states, from certain relationships, from toxic awareness. Like you can't, it's hard to break cycles without a plan. And I think a lot of times the first reason that I think a lot of us stay in places far too long or stay in places that do not set us up for success is because we are creatures of habit. When I found out that Skittles had red dye number three and it was traced to cancer, there was still something inside of me that said, but they're so good though. I've eaten so many Skittles and we are creatures of habit. If I am going on a road trip, there are certain candies that I'm going to go get every time. If I'm going to leave and head to the office or the studio, I go the same way. If I am going to go to the gym, if me and my wife are heading out somewhere, we travel the same route every time we are creatures of habit and what happens is when we create a habit and we start acting and responding um, or having responses that are habitual we stop thinking about not just the action but the consequence of the action we stop taking inventory of how this action is affecting something else because we're creatures of habit. You don't consider at all the way that you move in certain areas. You have your morning routines, you have your night routines, you have certain things that you do that are unconscious. Your brain is literally hardwired to process 30 to 50 bits of information in any given moment, but there are 11 million impressions that are fighting for dominance. So the actions that we can take and put them in the unconscious category, which means I just do them without thinking, we try to stack as many things in that place that we possibly can. Imagine how much of our interactions have become unconscious. How many of our actions and interactions, our relationships, our thoughts have become unconscious? When was the last time you shocked your system and went a different way? When was the last time you shocked your system and strategically thought on another level? Where you challenged your thought process? Where you challenged your reality and challenged why you adopted that specific reality. We could have all the truth in the world, but sometimes truth gets overlooked because our actions have become unconscious to the point that we can't even identify what's true and what's false. Because this is just what we do. This is just who we are. Wow. Imagine how many times people have gotten to the place to say, this is just me. This is just what I do. This is just how I think. 
And when you hit that ceiling where you're unable to be challenged, the things that we are unconsciously taking in have the ability to start eroding on the inside of us and we start decaying and the probability of us operating at our highest self begins to minimize and we aren't even aware of it because we're just going through the motions. This is just what we do. This is how we tackle every day. This is how we think. This is how we move. And there are certain things that you can have unconsciously where you know that this is a baseline of how we operate within our home. In our home, we have certain core foundational truths and values that this is just what we do. This is just who we are. But when I get into the place where I stop thinking about the things that I am allowing in and I unconsciously just accept the things that are coming my way, I then become a breeding ground for toxicity. I then become a breeding ground for deception. I then become a breeding ground for someone who starts to settle and live beneath their means because I'm adopting and accepting things without even challenging them. What's the truth here? What are the contents of this conversation? And Skittles is red dyeing number three. Now, there are a few other chemicals that have been banned in the state of California that are in some of these candies, but the main one is red dyeing number three. And they said, you know what? Because of the contents, we're going to ban this. And I think that there needs to be a sense of awareness that causes us to ban certain conversations, certain relationships, certain thought process because of the contents. What does this conversation contain? What does this thought contain? When I am thinking on this level and on this plane, am I opening myself up to a space where I start accepting negativity, where I start accepting depression, where I start accepting that this is as good as it gets, where I start accepting that there is nothing more, there is nothing better for me because of the contents that I allowed to come into my thoughts, into my ears, because of the things that I started to digest what are you digesting every single day of your life what are you taking in what are you digesting because a lot of times we don't identify that what we're taking in may be actually the thing that becomes cancerous on the inside of us because we're creatures of habit we've always eaten this we've always thought this way We've always talked this way. I don't let certain people around me that talk negative. I don't care who it is. Why? Because I know the contents of whatever I allow in and the context of what's being pushed upon me have the ability to destroy everything that I've built from the inside out. So with all the truth and the data and the facts that we have, people don't make changes because we're creatures of habit. What's the second thing? People often don't make changes because we don't think it will happen to us. 
for some reason, we as humans have this, this thought that we know better. Some people have the thing to where I have to go see it. Others have the thing where I won't believe it until it happens to me. We think that it won't happen to us. Yeah, I know that that happened to them, but I'm stronger than that. I think a lot of times we overestimate our strength. We overestimate our ability and our humanity. Because as humans, we all have emotions. We all feel. We all process differently. And we sometimes have this thing that we believe that, okay, yes, I know that that happens, but that won't happen to me. I will defy the odds. And there are a lot of people that defy the odds. There are a lot of people that are the first to go to college in their family. There are a lot of people that are the first to become successful. There are a lot of people that are the first to get married. And and those are great. But there are also a lot of people who are not the first who thought they would be. Who repeated cycles because we were unable to heed instruction because we were unable to surround ourselves with people who think on a higher playing field because we were unable to get into the rooms and in the atmosphere of people who are challenging us. Here's my question. Can you be challenged? And if so, by who? can call your phone right now and say, Hey, you know, I heard what you said the other day and I don't think that that was the right way to go about it. I think that maybe you should have did that a little different because what normally happens for people who don't think that it will happen to us is we automatically get defensive. When someone tries to tell you, Hey, you shouldn't eat that because it's been linked to cancer. We start justifying. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I've been eating this for years. Oh, my family, we've eaten like this for centuries. And my family lived to be this old. And and this is just how we do. I know what I'm doing. Do you? Do you have a complete certainty and awareness of what's going on on the inside of your body based on your intake? And we see it oftentimes when it comes to relationships, when someone sees certain things that we are unable to see. You know, we call that, oh, you're hating. You just don't want me to be happy. No, I just don't want you to be hurt. I tell my friends all the time, listen, don't let me be wrong. If you see something that I don't see, call it out and bring it to my awareness. Because I don't see everything. We oftentimes don't see what's going on because we are in it. We don't see that the food that we're eating is literally causing our organs to work over time. So when a doctor tells you, hey, you need to change your nutrition, you need to cut back on the sugar, you need to cut back on the salt. We think, oh, it won't happen to us. High blood pressure, oh, it won't happen to us. Heart attack, stroke.
stroke? Oh, that won't happen to us. Listen, I'm a living testament. I don't know anyone in my family that had a stroke. I was healthy. I had no previous conditions. And I had a sinus infection that led to a stroke that left me paralyzed. And I was almost dead. But I never thought that something like that would happen to me. And it's imperative that as we continue to live, learn and grow together, that we got to be open to the wisdom of people who have been there, who have done that. And also be open to the people who have vision and understanding, because a lot of times we think that wisdom only travels south. That it has to come from someone older that it has to come from someone who has more lived experiences. But if someone has perspective and insight and they can give you truth, we have to be open. Otherwise, we're operating from that standpoint. If someone's trying to say, hey, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't eat that, you shouldn't go there, instead of taking it as well, you're hating on me. You don't want me to be happy. I know what I'm doing. It won't happen to me. Stop and open. Let's open our ears because in community is where we grow. In community is where we develop. In community is where we are able to extract things necessary for us to live at our highest potential. Here's the last reason I'm going to give you why most people will see certain facts and data and truth and all of these things that are right in front of our faces, but still not make a decision to cut it out of our intake is because we weigh the intake. What do I mean by that? We think that if it's just a little bit, it won't hurt. Oh, it's just a little bit. Hey, you shouldn't eat that. Oh, it's just a little bit. Hey, hey, you should, you probably shouldn't listen to that because the message that's behind that is going to promote toxic thinking. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's my favorite song. Hey, hey, well, you, you probably shouldn't talk to that person because every time you talk to that person, you, you start venturing off into a, a realm that's not who you normally are. Oh, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit. We weigh the intake. And we think that just because it's a little bit that it won't really affect us. What are the little bit places in your life where maybe we have made exceptions and we have not really hunkered down and said, okay, I need to cut this out completely because what happens is whenever we start taking in a little bit, we keep that door open. We keep it cracked. And sometime in the future, what will happen is every time we take a little bit, it desensitizes us a little bit more. And then a little bit, becomes more and it starts to compile and it becomes more and it becomes more. And then we don't recognize it because now the only way that we see it is that it's a five alarm fire, but it didn't start that way. It started by just a little bit. Someone tells you, Hey, you shouldn't eat Skittles because 
the red dye number three is linked to cancer. And someone might say, oh, I'm just having a few. That won't do anything. It's just a little bit. How much of our lives have we gone through journeying through life saying, well, it's just a little bit. It's so important to protect what you take in that just a little bit has the ability to affect everything in your internal mechanisms. One negative thought can cause your entire mental stance to unravel. Because every time we take in a little bit, we crack open the door. And we say, oh, oh, you know what? It's just a little bit. And then when that filters in. And then it starts to affect us slowly, little by little. And then we don't do the necessary checkups to see where we are. We just keep moving. And then next thing you know, now we are dealing with a life-threatening injury. Because we've allowed it to seep in little bit by little bit. So many people, I think, have gotten to a place where we're not living at our highest potential because we've let negative and toxic thinking in little bit by little bit. We let our negativity, our hurt and our trauma seep in over our possibilities of purpose little bit by little bit. Every time you have a dream for more and you take in the contents of a pessimistic conversation to say, hey, you're too old. I wouldn't try that. Oh, you're too young. I wouldn't try that. Oh, people, you people aren't successful by doing that. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to start a business now? Why would you want to step out and take a leap of faith now when you're comfortable? And then little bit by little bit, you start questioning your decisions. I want to I move. I want to do something out of the norm. Well, why would you want to do that? And little bit by little bit, it starts to erode away at our ability to make a sound decision for our future. And before you know it, the cancer in our heart, in our mind, in our thoughts, in our emotions, it spreads to everything that we do. It spreads to every interaction. It spreads to our ability to believe for more. You know how many people are walking around lacking the faith and belief that they can live a life that they love every single day? Do you know how many people don't think that they could live a life where they never have to take a vacation from? Because they've allowed the thought process, what culture says, what someone's expectations were, to seep in little bit by little bit. And you may have just had a few of those conversations. But if the few 
are linked to something that has the ability to destroy and kill everything that you've been dreaming for, hoping for, and desiring. That little bit is far too much. So my challenge to you today is not to just accept what people say, accept people's expectations, but to challenge where you are, challenge what you've been taking in, because what you take in will affect everything that comes out. It's time to go back and resurrect some of those thoughts and some of those dreams, some of those goals that we may have allowed the things that we've taken in to make us disregard or disconnect from those things little bit by little bit. And it's time to break some of those habits. Really identify what we are allowing in and know that you have the potential to live a life of your dreams, but it all starts with your intake because the contents of what you take in will determine the quality of what's coming out. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.